And so she got them pierced at Claire's. <laughs> That's where we all went. Yeah, I was um, I was 18. <laughs> oh. And I had just gotten my heart shattered by T.C. Bartosic. That's right. I'm drunk enough to say it's full. I'm like, name. Was that his name? <laughs> That's his full name, T.C. Bartosic. <laughs> Probably could narrow that one down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> real searchable. Yeah. On Facebook. Other than not knowing how to spell it. Yeah. Well, it's just how it sounds. Bartosic. <laughs> yeah. It. He broke it, huh? He broke my heart. Yeah, I was so shattered. Did were any anyone else here? Andy Costa and Meredith Slaughter have joined Monday Night School. And Joanna Bateman. Bateman. That's right. On the show. We've been here. We've been here. We've yeah, been we've jamming been. out. We're just uh, among other things. Yeah. There was an intruder. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of we were scared. <laughs> <laughs> we had to call our security. Yeah, we did. They weren't doing a good job at all. <laughs> no. Double check yeah. that we were yeah. safe. Yeah. Because I was like, can you see me? <laughs> no. That's, that's a problem. Yeah. We had we had Why? two people um, come into the studio. Uh, we um, unannounced, and also we thought that we were safe and locked inside. Yeah. And um, they came to pick up their art. But the, the weird thing about it was, was not at all that there was people here to pick up their art or that we were startled because both of those things are fine. It was that the woman that was picking up her art wasn't like, hey people or i'm here to do this they did they nothing just to make us feel less and, and also and, and, and we must we must describe that they were people who just had a bit of an edge to they them they are in the mission they were mission edgy artists, artists. remember mission last artists. last week moonday nighters when i said i cut myself on the razor blade <laughs> this was one of the artists it was his piece it was the raise his razor oh, yeah. blade so cut well, me last week so it was on that piece yes are there that, razor blades on yes the piece? his art piece wait do there are there so i didn't know that too i thought it was no, just that, lying around no yeah, wait, it, was it was this on that it was piece? a bodice like a that was it, it was a mannequin he took it it was a mannequin a hollowed out mannequin a hollowed out mannequin but you couldn't see razor blade there were three levels inside the mannequin hollowed out the first level had like an upside down dollar bill the second layer had a plastic human heart wait and the next one and the third bottom was razor blades shut the fuck up (laughs) razor blades i said it (laughs) i I thought the razor blades were like just like stuck. no and i was moving things around last week and i put my there's no protection they're just lying flat that's his art (laughs) well we're not gonna laugh at his art that's his (laughs) art oh we might laugh at his art (laughs) 
and no. luckily he came in to take his art and yeah, I got to confront him and say, Hey, I bled. I became part of your I art. I saw so your art. I was on yeah. a piece of art till. Yeah. That's that. I heard you saying that to him though. And at the time I thought, and well. then it was got weird. They did nothing to make us feel better. No, they no. didn't well, smile. She got a, that only yeah. when I initiated it was and I was glad he came in here and you were like however you said it. and I was like yeah I feel very uncomfortable yeah I walked right out there that that while nice... they were standing in here I will say that was, was a like, good I'm moment not... for us when I walked out yes and when sh- you were like yeah. hey yeah. are friend, you uncomfortable yeah. I, you're uncomfortable I know you're uncomfortable and I'm just like no, digging I was like, through your yeah, purse yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I was like where is my phone I know and I'm like I'm just dig. I'm just like trying to find your phone like I almost dumped your bag but I'm like I don't know everything in here is way well I remember like then I like look over there I can remember like physically doing that messing with that lock yeah. Quotation marks. Yeah. 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 We have a uh, lot of work to do here, huh? <laughs> we do. We have big dreams for Mutiny. Mutiny Radio. We, we love, love you. Mutiny's a fucking badass. Pan Benjamin. We, were we doing. love you. It was admire- we were just talking about admiring the artist's yeah. work. We were literally respecting it. We were literally respecting just talk- literally the artist's work. In. If you have not been to Mutiny Radio in the Mission in San Francisco, you should come check it out because it's pretty fucking cool. And you should come on June 15th, June <laughs> so it's, 22nd, what time is the show? and June 29th, 8 o'clock p.m. Okay. I will begin at around 8.45. Oh. But I'm having comedians that I love, especially on the 15th, Sugar to Roaster oh. from Oakland, Bernie from Concord, and um, this amazing uh, San Franciscan comedian who may be coming in drag named Kyle Andrew. All three of them will be opening uh, on Saturday, June 15th. And I'm so freaking happy that those three people are going to be the openers for that and specific then tell us about weekend. Your show. And then my show is called Preemie. It's called that because, as many of you know, I've been saying that I am pregnant with an art baby, right? And in October, late October, I, de- I declared to myself that I was indeed pregnant with this art baby, and I was going to give myself nine months to deliver it, to take my time with it, to create it, um, but that I was going to deliver it in nine months the way a woman does a baby. I wasn't going to abort it. No plan B this time. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so uh, late October, nine months would be late July, early August, and I'm delivering it in June. So it's my preemie. Cool. Yeah. And I'm scared as fuck. How <laughs> but long I'm, is your part? It's going to be about an hour. It's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, it's got song, dance, uh comedy drama as you know it i'm weaving together basically everything that i've come up with Mm -hmm. and a real life very personal event that's universal and uh soul revealing and empathetic um and I'm so grateful for this space, Pam Benjamin and yeah, Mutiny. This space is amazing. So this, we really were just like looking around. Yeah. Like we weren't even looking at the door. That's why oh, we were on here late. Yeah. Because we've just been hanging out, talking, and adoring. Adoring. We do. Yeah. yeah adore the space. Yeah. And we literally were just yeah. talking about respecting artists' artwork. That mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, we basically is... pulled in from our conversation to artists. <laughs> like, yeah, we cultivated Isn't them to come into the presence. Yeah, like, and they were here, and we don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> yeah, no, they yeah. were. We're like, like we respect you, and they were like, we it was don't. him that made me uncomfortable. 
Yeah, well... And I think, like... He was white. Let's make that clear to the audience. Yeah, both he was of white. them were white. They were both white. Yes. Mm-hmm. They were not dressed. I mean, they were, she was dressed night fine. But we thought we had locked the door and all of a sudden they it, were two Well, we certainly had put in... the wire thing around. <laughs> I know that I took the thing and moved it over the lock and I was yeah, like, okay, but... we're safe now. I didn't know that in order to I actually lock the door, there's a chain. Well, they're both bad. Well, they're both bad, but one significantly but does you, not work at all. But especially to your men, like what you thought happened. Yeah, I thought I had locked it, and yeah. I see two bodies shrouded in black and jackets yeah. that say she had on like a denim, socialist, a light blue denim jacket, you know, like revolutionary V for Vendetta type attitudes. No, not not her. <laughs> Not him. He was just well. One, you couldn't see his face. Yeah, we couldn't a lot of see it because he. And that's faces. not because he was covering his face. It was it's just because he was in the dark. Yeah, it was also what he was doing with his art piece with oh the razor blades. <laughs> he was getting the razor blades out. I didn't. Feel, I understand. It didn't certainly feel now, good. I'm glad it, he should be cautious. It sounds it like didn't feel good. But he he didn't do anything to make us no less they comfortable. Like say mm. hello. Hey guys, I'm the artist. Wave. I'm just getting give like, a wave. Yeah. My name is Yeah. Basically the lesson is here, don't ever go into a situation and not present yourself and expect to be respected. We weren't disrespectful at all. At all. Not not I'm not saying that we She's weren't saying yeah. the other way around. Thank you. I do that with my language. It's a it's a um But I listen to a hell of a lot of true thing. crime. Verbal dyslexia. And I've always yeah. felt that's why I texted Gurdjit the second I walked outside and I said, "Or can you see me?" When I walked out there, yeah. I did to him, yes. to Gurdjieff. And he said, one minute, I said, Gurdjieff. I was like, two people, weird people just walked in here. That's like, I thought that's what you did. Yeah, yeah well, that's a tally for him on the Moonday Night I love School him, but behavior board. But, yeah, it won't talk. happen again. That's all I need to say. <laughs> Moving from green to no, yellow, Gurdjieff. We know that won't happen again. No, but it's like, he know, like we've talked about it. I've told him, don't come in here and take a bullet for me. This is not worth your life, but do call 911. And like the point of that, we've had that conversation more than once. One, it's a joke about, but well, I'm totally serious. Don't take the bullet. You don't get paid that much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but do call 911. But to watch us, like we're three young, it doesn't even matter. Three people, people, three people that are in here, but we are young women. Yeah. Yes. And, um, he is being paid to do a service. So, well, just some, I'm, I'd like that the shop across the street is open. Yeah. I do and too. Those and they're very nice. I know we should delightful. go in there and buy a bunch of stuff. We should all, we should shout them out we right really now. We really should. I know. I'm like, I feel bad. I don't know the name of the place. I'll go get it. But the, be right back. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Andy the Mexican is market now right leaving across the street. to go across the street. So I know we're at 21st street. What's the cross street? Florida. So we're at 21st in Florida. So the Mexican market at the corner of 21st in Florida and the mission in San Francisco, those people are so nice. And I'm so grateful they're there. They're right across the street from Mooney. Right across 21st. Yeah. Are also there on the corner of Florida? Are there any, um, so here we have the name of the restaurant. It's little, I'm like La Hacienda. <laughs> D-O-N-A, Dona, T-E-R-E, Market. Dona Terry Market. Yeah, and catering. 
And catering. Yep. And they do burritos and tortas. Yeah, it says Mexican stuff out there. I'm like, that sounds Italian. I'm like thinking it through in my head. And then I'm like, wait, no, it says generous. It's a generous place. They they actually allowed us to move our our borrowed tools there before. So I like them. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, what's going on in, in your guys' lives? What's uh, what's the 33 Tahama situation like? I have some Oof. questions from no. two weeks ago. <laughs> I want to know who the bearded guy was. I want to know his name. The comedian? He was hilarious. With the beard, he was like, I know I look like a Game of Thrones ex. Oh, uh, that's John Gab. John Gab was funny as He heck. did an amazing job that night. John! so excited to tell him this because he made yeah i'd love we'll send him the link to the show because um, he can hear that we and all he think was that the he was first amazing. person ever to go on the show his he was rhythm like the first. was amazing and I, I, and I, I was out. i got to actually did get to hear some of it today looking i started looking through footage um and it is really funny uh he unfortunately like that night i didn't get to watch a lot of it but i could hear it i could hear the audience and it needed that so bad and the whole yes. night i was like told him thank you and um he's a i was so happy for him and so just is like, he a san franciscan he is from danville i'm <gasps> yeah. like pretty certain Yay, danville <laughs> but yeah i met john i got my the first devices. people i met and he's wonderful i and i could hear him killing i could hear the laugh yeah it was no. like a moment i needed a break and also it was right before the intermission and i was talking to chris a fair amount how many minutes time. do each comedian get it varies how many media minutes does someone it varies well give me the variables from 10 not, to 25 i'm to not 10. giving them oh really yeah cool okay i'm just curious as to how you guys figure that out beforehand and what it's based on because it was done mathematically really well like the amount of time people get not that show but um i just i'm fast we started late actually we started too late the last show yeah we did lighter than i realized but um yeah, it varies. Cool, cool. Um, what was the name of the girl who was from Michigan but then spent time in Syria? She was the female comedian who came dressed oh, very. Oh, uh, Annette Mulaney. Mulaney, sorry, Annette Mulaney. Mulaney. Yes. yes, she was very specific with her vocabulary, and I was so like right on. She was. Girl. I really like enjoyed her set. She's very smart with her words. Mm-hmm. I thought I really um, for the her. content. It's harder harder to get me on. Y'all know. I'm yeah. rude, but I actually, I laughed a lot during a net set. Yeah, no. Yeah. She was funny. She was And funny. by that, I mean like, full, like not even, full, I'm just a prude. That's what I'm saying. No, it's okay. And I liked it. So that's yeah. what I, yeah, it's a compliment. I liked her use yeah. of the English language. She was, there was something about it. I was, that was sentences. Yeah. It exactly. Was she was a good speaker. She was good. Yeah. She was. And she I was, was comfortable. She yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. She was being, she was filmed. I now say. I think she brought her own crew to do like a, she may have, I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. She seemed to be really like on for. I have no yeah. idea. It I was dope. That she did, but My she might have. It doesn't matter. She yeah. if she did good. She was dope. Um, I liked those two the best, but not. I think I liked John Gad. I like Gab. 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 Yeah. J-O-N-G-A-B. I mean, I don't want to. I liked them all, and I really like enjoyed every single yeah, one and of you them. S- we all see so many people. Then you'll yeah. be like, oh, I forgot about. Yeah. I think I just liked that experience. He the best. he has such a funny energy. Yeah, and there like, was something going on in that moment that like the crowd and him synergistically 100 linked up. He, I, I heard got to hear you quite could a hear bit it. about it. To, I got could hear the laughs at the time, and uh, today I c- 
heard quite most of his set. Yeah, he's yeah. rhythmic. He's dope. Yeah. I love comedy, you guys. I've fallen so head over heels with it. And what yeah. you're doing at Tahama is so freaking beautiful for Thank the community. You. Seriously, you're doing a really great job. Thank you. We're loving it. We are loving it. We um, are. Thank moving you. on to Thank someone you. else who's doing a great job, Detox. Uh, yeah, Denarius. Oh, yeah. I went to his spot. open mic. I've never actually been to the open mic. I went to the open mic because yeah, he and I were working on some yeah. stuff. He's no, created I love, the track. And you'd never been to Sweet Spot. Andy's Andy'd be there. I did. Yes, I was there. I've never been to Sweet Spot. But I, oh did gosh, you get what I did? So you have fun. someone meet you? I had someone meet. Nice. Me. Yeah, good. I was there early, did, and we all went glad? together. I was it is, very glad. Yeah. It was very alarming. I had never. Well, it's just a maze to get back to that room. Yeah, it was a maze. It's a maze. It's just a maze. Can you? It, the listener doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, even now, the listener doesn't know what we're talking about. Oh. So yeah, I guess we spot, should be specific. The yeah. sweet spot is held at Crazy Horse. It is. Yeah, it is club. a separate room off to its own. Like, but there are women scantily clad everywhere and not I everywhere. liked it but I also was alarmed not by it. Not always. And I saw some things I've never that been were... To the open mic. Uh... I didn't know touching was allowed at strip clubs, and I saw some spanking. I you, like oh wait, you mean wait, do you mean in the sweet spot? No, the okay. sweet spot is a clean open yeah. mic. It is. I mean, dare yeah. I say? I'm like, oh wait, yeah, you don't yeah. see much of that. So that's why I say. I told Joanna. So I've never been to the open mic, but I've been to the sweet spot comedy show. And so talking about detox from Daenerys, and he's runs the sound for the Tama show. And he produces a podcast. He produces a mic and produces a show. And he's a month, He's amazing. Um, and I love that show. The first time I went, Rachel D was on it. I miss <laughs> her. We were so excited. She got to she got to be there last weekend and do a few. I minutes. saw her. Um, yeah, it was. I miss her. How's she doing? Good. She's really good. Yeah. She's Busy. Cool. She's good. Yeah, and she's good at what she does. She's very. cool. She works really, really, really she's, hard. Yeah. And she's very smart. Yeah. She was the highest paid English teacher in San Francisco. Damn. Yeah. What a cool person. Um, she warms my heart and tickles my funny bone. She works she at it. She warms my heart and fi- tickles my fancy. <laughs> yes. She, I mean, she annoys me sometimes. Oh. That's because she's like, she, what, uh, like that's one of my closest friends. You should tell I'm her that. Teasing. No, I Rachel D. She'll warm your heart and tickle your funny. What is it? Tickle really? your. She does. She's fancy. amazing. That's why I've, I've admired her from the yeah. first tickle time I fancy. saw her. Yeah. She's that's, a per- she's the kind of person you want to be around. I saw her, the, yeah, one of the very yeah. first mics I went to. She's always been excellent. She made me laugh. Yeah. She's the kind of person that, like, if I look around and I see that Rachel D is also in this room, I'm like, all right. This is a good room. No, I, <laughs> oh, to, I don't no. know if people know how hard she I'm works. Like, yeah. She does. Not not just, I don't mean going to, she writes and she practices and she goes. She, but, like. She I, does. She, and goes through with not just me, but other people her stuff well that's good that's the only way you're gonna really um expose yourself she really works and and she's very smart she was already a good writer yeah yeah truly the highest paid english teacher in san francisco she's cool um yeah she is she is cool she's a cool she's too cool for school you're too cool for school eye contact with passerby yay or nay that's the next topic oh it depends a lot of the time, yeah. I generally try to make eye contact with people. A lot of times, yeah. A lot of the time, yeah. yeah. I would time. say 77% of the Although, time. Although, passerby, <laughs> I wear sun, I'm, that probably indicates daytime and I'm outside. 
So I probably have on sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. And, and sunglasses. So if I pass someone like a neighbor, somebody that I know, or mm-hmm. like our doorman, um, I will take off my sunglasses to talk. You know, if I mm-hmm. stop and I'm having an actual conversation. Yeah, yeah anything more than just hey, like yeah. if I'm like give me my time. Have like well, if I'm carrying the, have the dogs or something and like running out. Yeah. I make eye contact with people to feel safer a little bit. Like I feel like I I feel though I look at people. Yeah. yeah, And then I probably like, yeah, I like, I I give quick eye contact. If it's on a busy street, do I make eye contact with everybody? No, no, no. No. Don't do that. I did that. No, very minimal number. Busy street. (laughs) Never. I'm the only person and someone's passing me by. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so too. Just for, yeah. It would be weird. Yeah. It's weird not to. Yeah. I'm not outside uh, in the daytime. I walk alone a lot. on a street too I'm often. on the streets a lot. <laughs> I walk around so much. It's good. It is you good. Get, it's healthy you know and the beautiful. city in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed a, a, a spread I of the homeless, actually. I've, do, you always, do you ever feel uncomfortable? You must in the city. Jesus. Um, I felt, That's why I don't do a lot of it. Okay. Yes, I have felt uncomfortable, and I would like to Here. start making um, Moon Day Night School surgical less masks. Known. Yeah, we should let's not even talk about where we are. <laughs> no, I want to make Moon Day Night <laughs> I'm School. I'm not kidding. If it was super popular, we wouldn't be. It's true. We would not we be. We would not be. Um, so maybe we should not no, be. No way. Because we want to be like, big, right? Big, I mean, pe- big podcasters? Oh, yeah. People, like, yeah. yeah we don't, we'll have to delete this episode. Because <laughs> we, we, we gave the exact crossroads. Yeah, we did. Well, includes posting <laughs> I actually, I went outside. Oh, well, yeah. I did, like, multiple <laughs> times. That is such We're an reco- We are not recording from <laughs> the Mexican Mart. We no. might be. No. It's such, that is exactly what I do in my life. It's like, <laughs> I, I put I literally put my foot inside of my mouth and I eat it. We're moving. <laughs> we are yeah. actually just joking and we are not there. We're in Utah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're very we're Mormons. We and wish we're that we were not available. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, so this is gonna go totally random and it's uh it's actually nothing against Mormons whatsoever other than I, the victim was a Mormon. Um but Jody Arias. So I was like, how did I miss this fucking shit? And I was like, cause it was like 2008 and I worked all the time. So when I lived in New York, but that story, do y'all know it? I didn't realize I don't really know it. No, but I the Jody Arias. So Jody Arias, I know the name and I knew that she killed, it was her boyfriend, like her husband or something, but the story is nuts. I don't even know how to explain it other than like, what Go listen details? to some podcasts. What happened? Slasher thing. Oh, God. I they only date for like six months. But oh. it is like... This is the world we live in. And that's why when strangers and, well, appeared in Mutiny Radio, Very rarely are murders by strangers. We're not at Mutiny Radio. No, but even then, <laughs> rarely are, are murders by strangers. No. So, that's and that's a different that's situation. That's what I, I hold on Those to that That's a big distinction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, this was uh, more of a typical murder in that sense. Yeah. Most murders are committed by somebody that you knows know. the victim. Yeah. That's... Because that fact is a fact. It is a fact. When I get into new relationship, I am a scared 
I am very nervous about broaching relationships, be it romantic or friendship with people that I have never met before. Like I genuinely have my guard up because I'm scared. A physical the first time I of ever... dying by But not girls. Murder. Like, yeah, not no, girls. No, but... but the first time we hung out, Joanna, you were scared. We, you thought that we stole your phone. Yeah. Like yeah. I get scared that of I strangers. Stole her phone? No, that no, I, Tracy. Like, oh, Tracy. I, I got to meet Tracy. Yeah. Wait, where does Tracy live? In hey, Castro Valley. Yeah. Okay. Right, right by me. In Utah. <laughs> In Castro Valley, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Utah, Castro No, Valley. I have a thing with, I have a, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if my parents made me afraid of, of, of danger, but I have a thing with, uh, with uh, fear. I have a big fear with strangers. Mm. I trust you. I trust you. Yeah, no, I, I trust. Once you know I trust you, you know I trust you. But... Up until that point, I'm very wary. And there's something wrong with that. No, there's it's nothing it's, wrong with it's that. It's the smarter route to go because I'm on the opposite end and I just trust everyone. <laughs> and I'm learning very quickly that's just not, that doesn't work. I do think there's been one situation in my life that if I hadn't been smarter, that I might have been in physical danger. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even looking back, that I think I very well might have been in real physical danger if mm. I hadn't handled, had somebody else there, another male. Yeah. Unknown to the other person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. There's, it's almost like in every choice in your life, there's a crossroads. Especially the more true crime stuff I look back on, I really think that I might've been I'm so glad that you were in safe danger, not danger. Yeah. Safe, safe. Yeah. Because of that other person. Yeah. 90 day fiance. Don't know anything about it. I have a friend who met a (laughs) French man in Bali who lives in Australia. They fell in love in Bali and maintained a relationship. And he came out to San Francisco from Australia to visit her. Mind you, he's French. And then she went out to Australia to visit him. And then a few weeks after she got back he really professed his love to her and was like I want to come to America and live with you the best way for me to do that would be to apply for a fiance visa Mm -hmm. and once I get approved for that which may take eight months up to two years but once I come into America we'll have 90 days to get married and she said yes and it's happening. I wonder if that's what thoughts. Austin happened to Austin. What are your thoughts? Thoughts. <laughs> I'm like going to text him right now. What, what are, are your thoughts? thoughts on that situation? Wait, yeah. So what's the 90 day fiance thing? Is that the basis of the show? It's a, that's, yeah. This, what I just told you is my friend's situation. Right. I understand. Is and there's that a the TLC also, show right. called Is that the basis fiance? of yeah. the show? Yes. It's all couples who are going through this the visa, pro- visa this process. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I got to ask Austin. Wait, uh, my, my question for you is just so I can understand a little bit better. Wait, and Dude, so is the person they got married? This is, this hasn't happened yet. Are this they has in, not happened yet. This the, is, uh, he's still in Australia. Have they already applied for? Yeah. The are, they in, gone through are they the in love? Are they in love? Yeah. Every time she set, talks about him and like talks about seeing him, her face lights up with Go, a huge wait, smile. Wait, have you ever met him? Good. Never met him. Done. I know he's older than her, but she does have a well, lot you know, of I'll, smile in her face when she talks about him. I've I totally, know that he's how old a Frenchman in his 40s yeah, who lives in Australia. Well, that's... Well, if they are in love and, and she well, if, if they're... I mean... 
Who, but you know what? about marriage and yeah. the... Um, who are we to... That's what no, I'm saying. No, yeah, I don't judge I that wish, at all. I you're will. thinking about her safety purely. I'm thinking about yeah, her safety purely. Yeah, you're not judging. Okay, that's yeah, it. That's I'm it. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Here I go again. I don't really think about safety. What What are we worried about? Just the, Do you we know, know the guy? But is, in, is that's still <laughs> different than being able to get away yeah. with murder, which it would be very I difficult in this day and age. In fact, it's very going to be very difficult to have gotten away with a murder you committed a long time ago. Yeah. Very difficult. It's going to be getting to be. And it's going to just get hard. It, it, because, it, it's of because of DNA. killing Because of DNA. Victims getting um, identified because of DNA from their families. Victims yeah. being Victims identified. being identified. Uh, people mm-hmm. who are dead. Yeah. Oh, and then them, like you missing know, being, persons. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Jane Doe's, which there are more out there than you realize. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of Jane Doe's? A lot of Jane Doe's and John Doe's. That but are just dead? Yeah, just never gone. been identified. Even children, a number of young children. It's interesting. It's, yeah. Wow. I listened to too much true, which that surprised me. Wow. Not a, I don't, but a, a so number. there are people, there are a White lot people. of people, millions of people who. I don't know about mem- millions. Thousands of people. Oh, probably thousands that are family members. Family yeah, members. But you know, it's just. Who have someone who's the gone. the databases were, yeah. Missing, and this, the person never, ends up states away. And just dead. States away dead states but away. now um you know family members who did know that they had a family member go missing are up you know giving their dna they're because giving the victim's their DNA, dna was also probably actually more accessible but yes. then you can start to create ties especially for serial killers boom boom, boom. create ties how like, long does it take to read dna strands like you do i don't know me thing it comes around i don't know but i know my parents Burning have done it know. shit if you're related to us i mean don't commit a crime because it's that you know oh yeah yeah, yeah stop wow. killing, stop, how about we just stop killing each other <laughs> stop the totally. violence stop yeah. the hate but that i was also thinking last night that that um a lot of serial killers like so it's always said that like white men are the predominant serial killer and that very very well well maybe what i worry about is that i hope so um because i don't want this this is not racist what i worry about though is that uh, murders of African American women are often not investigated to the same extent. That has mm. been said, and that be you're overlooking, you know, yeah, some at least, maybe yeah. more, maybe several. No, I was in Solvang, right? I'm on the treadmill yeah. at the YMCA. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and I'm watching the TV news, and it flashes a picture of a black woman, and underneath it, it reads. Um, murder of like police shot this black woman and then it went away and it was on there for such a short amount of time and then they went to the next segment and I'm still running 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 on the treadmill I felt like such an asshole because I'm like I doubt I will ever hear of that woman again I doubt anyone will rally for that woman's justice like black women what is the issue why don't we yeah hear it's not about just like the black and, and news the death and the podcasters should change that too yeah. actually even the podcasts that's yeah here we are true crime law well i mean we're not talking about true crime cases but even that definitely <laughs> well, actually largely... like a literal definition this is true crime <laughs> the underrepresentation of black american women is a true totally crime. unresearched hey, Andy <laughs> i believe it's it to be true no <laughs> but, i'm just saying <laughs> i'm uh i'm really happy to have uh two 
black identifying women at my show this coming <laughs> 15th of june yeah i love black identifying or they are black they are black i'm like wait but but bernie i'm not surprised bernie has bernie bernie identifies as bernie i don't somebody actually posted something on facebook how does my white ask or something like that get on this show (laughs) and i'm on our show on Tahama? Yeah, somebody posted something like that. Hey, you really sent us a I think you're message. so diverse. You you're, guys are you're well, consciously they were, diverse. I think they were saying is like, how does a white person get on this show? But you've had plenty but of white we people. Have white more people. probably white people I, than probably like it is a very no, perfect no, we've had more portions you guys do diverse you do it not I, enough what yeah. we we look, need more women our, the more only requirement women. is funny the only requirement is funny and that's why we'll have like we love our you know the people that make laugh and they'll come back and yeah but yes i agree mark maron is coming to town later i like mark maron's year i he's got funny. tickets oh yeah his book's good too I bought one ticket for myself because <laughs> they were kind of what, pricey. When is he coming? <laughs> yeah, where is um, he coming to? He will be in San Francisco at um, Masonic. the Masonic. Cool. Yes. And when I, is it? It's in October. My October. His dad's a doctor. Mark Maron's dad yeah, is he's a, got some funny stuff a about surgical his doctor. Is, do you yeah, relate to that? A, yeah, I do. That's I mean, so as cute. the daughter of someone who's... Yeah. Yeah. I do. Was your dad an orthopedic? No, but he's a doctor. Yeah. What is your dad? A surgeon? No, he does general practice. General practice. long-term care now. Nice. Nice. Um, Okay. Do we have any um, people that we want to shout out before uh, our Rose and Thorn? Do we have any uh, things that you're really like wanting to set as intentions of this show? Um, I wrote the last thing, the power. Put it out there on on Twitter. Yeah. The power of prayer. I would like yeah. to just talk about the power the of prayer. No, the actual, the actual thing. Yeah. Yeah, my mom does a lot of that. Yeah, I got a, so my mom spent, I think, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, five days in the hospital this past week. Aww. Yeah, she got an infection. Wait, and last week, your mom? Yeah, last she week. Did? She's out of the hospital and with my dad and How old's your mom a lot better. Is she's, okay yeah, she's mid-60s. She's over okay. 65. She's a senior citizen. Okay. Yeah. And, um, by law. Yes. By law. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I got a Facebook message from a woman in my mom's church. Yes. And <laughs> she told me, she said, Hey, um, this Sunday is the first Sunday of the month. And every first Sunday of the month, our church as a group, fast for 24 hours and we don't just fast for no reason we fast and we pray this is someone from your mom's church yeah and she said that the whole congregation tomorrow is going to be fasting and praying for your mom mom. and if you want to join you can i did it 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 was was just past sunday it was yesterday cool yeah and it was a very interesting feeling um to be like I'm hungry, but I'm going to pray and continue this fast and I'll, I'll eat dinner, but like, this is what it's going to be. And I have kind of gone on diets where I've like not eaten, you know, but this was like not eating uh, for a purpose and it felt really odd and like different, <laughs> but no, I, I did, it. Awesome. You and, did it and, and I knew you, I didn't felt, have to ask. I was like, yeah. a and it meant my like, mom's yeah. health no, yeah, like, yeah. did improve and she was able to get out of the hospital and they were able to identify 
identify the infection that she had because there was a 50 50 chance that they weren't going to be able to identify the infection and they identified it it made your mom really happy they gave her a specific uti antibiotic she was better yeah she was able to be released and it's like love the feeling of love like let's believe in something that is about energy my mom prays for sure so that's what i wanted to bring to moon day andy meredith what do you what's you what do you want to bring to moon day tonight Mm. Just hanging out with you guys has been nice. Yeah. Community. Um, it's been nice to be here in community. Friendship. Accepting. Thankfully, we survived. Yeah, we made it here. We're all... I mean, through the invasion. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit frightening. It was. Um, just the, like, the beauty and power of art in our societies and like what it is that it means. Like, ap- appreciating what we are saturated in, advertisement like all of art, what people create, what people put their lives into creating and appreciating that. I think that if anyone is, is, um, listening and is out there seeing things on a regular basis, just really just like looking at it from an art perspective instead of like, you know, anything else, because it makes, it makes life a lot prettier. <laughs> so yeah. viewing the world as art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we need a lot more art. Like, there is, we, we're deficient in arts and for lots of reasons, but it's undervalued. This country or this it's actually world? Probably, it's expensive, probably. Yeah, it, I mean, I it's should, expensive I to do because I'm it's undervalued. Like, there's no, there's no. Well, I don't like, pay enough attention to how much I spend on it, probably. <laughs> like, my materials, but I know I use good ones. Yeah, you, you use the best. You are. Because I want yeah. it to last forever. Yeah, you Meredith Slaughter is a cool ass artist, and and wait for her show. That's what I have to our say. Show. Uh, our show. Uh, thank you for making me love my studio again. You're welcome. Yeah, I love how you. I'm gonna say go that. finish that painting. Yeah, that I'd like to yeah. Your studio. Meredith has a cool place to be. Thank you. Yeah, your 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 art space. Next week, I'll, then is, I'll go home. Yeah, to the for real. Go. It sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. really You're painting good. a really pretty picture. And he can do stuff so fast. Man, but good. It's, it's funny because I've, you know, I was like in in your art space. I, I was prolific. Okay, I, we. I worry too, too much it's your about turn. sometimes the like prepping, prepping substrates. Pieces. Yeah. Meredith, too much. Go yeah. into this. You know what what I mean, do you though? want to talk that, about? Like, substrates. Makes it hard. Yeah, for it me, does. Just, like get a bunch of stuff out. Meredith, talk to us. What's what's your what is this? Oh, I mean like preparing like the wood or the canvas, the, or the paper, even paper. I always yeah. You always prep it. Yeah. Yeah. Before I met you, I never prepped anything. It takes hours. <laughs> you know that takes days to really really it does. do it right. Can you please expound on this and let this be your thing? Yeah, that you give to sure. Us yeah, so t- whether it's wood or canvas or paper, it doesn't matter. When you should um, like seal it basically, and then you Just should the prime gesso. it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you should use. So now Golden says to use it's like medium. Yeah gel like yeah. just a gel yeah yeah for um, preservation really and then you put the gesso on on top of that and you should like do really two coats of each 
And then there's UV protectants that you can use. And I don't even do, I don't do that stuff. I just bought my first ever UV. I need to do a crappy thing that I don't care about, or I have tons of them. I should just take one. And just slap slap it on there. And to do the test on there, yeah. See what it does. All right, queens, that's the intention setting (laughs) portion of Moon Day Night School. Um, Let's do it like... 40 20 15 second rose and thorn my rose is this moment with these two that's my rose amazing yeah, women okay that's too. all of our roses yeah. <laughs> my, my thorn is the people who came and like startled us and made us feel unsafe <laughs> and else? the audience nope. botox botox all, all two of you out there i don't like botox <laughs> <laughs> all right um moon day night it's your turn to do your rose and thorn real quick blah blah beep, blah 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 good and we are going to leave <laughs> with more of do we want to hear more shared we want to hear odessa or odessa, always odessa. let's do odessa all right here we go
I took your subways today, I give the urine smell, and I give it an eight. It's the most disgusting shit I've ever smelled in my life. Was there a, f nobody scrubs those things, motherfucking, I kept looking around, it smelled so bad, so someone was peeing next to me. It's on the stairs, it's on the platform, it's in the fucking subway car, urine. My eyes are fucking watering up. Didn't affect anybody on the train, people here just, hey, hey. You know, they piss and, uh, you know, you're trying to watch out for it. You know, I just, this is my stop. All right, take it easy. <laughs> Shit is fucking nasty, man. You guys need to get together as a group. Somebody's, everybody, bring a little Ajax every day, scrub a little square yourself. Clean that shit up, man. That is fucking horrible. You can't have Taurus coming to town. Let's go check out the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't want to see anything. Let's get the fuck out of here. Shit is awful. <laughs> this town is fucking, it's crazy. Got that stupid, that Rocky shit still going on? You guys still there? Whole town rallying around a guy who doesn't even fucking exist. He's an actor. He never had a fight in his life, man. This shit is stupid. Shit 
shit because it said to do that in the script. <laughs> Mr. T could have kicked his ass. They <laughs> 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 fucking score touchdowns. They play the theme to Rocky. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm from Boston, man. We score touchdowns. We don't yeah. play the theme from Cheers or anything. <laughs> Making the way in your world today. Yeah, you guys do not give a fuck. <laughs> fuck the Surgeon General. Fuck all, all that shit. Fuck all that. Everything's got like this much cheese. <laughs> Fucking chicken's like, <laughs> just molten <laughs> shit coming down there. <laughs> fuck the things. Everybody drunk out there just eating that shit. <laughs> That's why they in the subways. They're too fucking loaded down with all the cheese. Come on, bounce around the corner. I ain't gonna make it, man. Fuck this shit. Come on, fuck it. Shut up. Look for somebody. Just look for somebody. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so. <laughs> I didn't do, I didn't do shit today. I really, yeah, it's almost Jordan Club. I would just watch TV. I'm a fucking loser. You know, I was watching today, I was watching that show, uh, MTV Cribs. That's my show. You guys watch that show? You like that? You know where they show the rock stars, the rappers' houses, and all their stuff? Doesn't that show make you feel like a loser? It's awful. Self esteem's out the window. I'm watching Britney Spears. But she's like 20 years old. She's like, oh my God, this is my helicopter. I had it spray painted pink to match my tube top. So cool. I put some glitter on the part. We're gonna fly up to the house. I'm like 34, sitting on a futon, eating macaroni and cheese. Oh my God. I'm a loser. I'll never own a helicopter. How the hell did she get a helicopter? I'm a disgrace. You know what I love about that show, though? All they're doing is showing you what not to do when you get rich. Seriously, because none of those people are saving their money. Half of them, all they have is one hit song. So should they really be buying all of that shit? Seriously, 20-room house, seven, eight cars. It's just like, dude, don't you watch behind the music? Don't you know what I mean? You're going to be smoking crack in like six weeks. Hold on to this shit. They never invest it. They never get like, you know, CDs. They, they always like, I always wanted a Ferris wheel, so I got one big Ferris wheel. I got one from my monkey. <laughs> I have my own arcade. Dumb, man, they're all gonna go broke. Stupid. They're stupid, man. You wanna know how to be rich. Don't look at a rapper, don't look at a rock star. They don't know what they're doing. Look at a guy like Bill Gates. That guy is good at being rich. You know he makes $30 million a day? Can you believe that? Look how he dresses. He dresses like he works in like a shoe store. Got that same piece of shit blue blazer. Well, it's very, you know, it's very works. Everywhere I go gets my loafers, you know, kind of. He's on a budget. That's why he's always gonna be rich. He's not buying a bunch 
of flashy shit, like walking around with like an iced out laptop medallion hanging off his neck. Some fuzzy pimp hat to the side. Starting shit with IBM, Microsoft son, you know what I'm saying? Sitting in a hot tub with some bitches. You know? <laughs> Have a midget in his crew just for the fuck of it, you know what I mean? Just starting shit. Status symbol of rich people, though. Midgets. Have you noticed that? No entourage is complete now unless you have a midget. You gotta have a midget. And you know what? That's good for midgets. That's good for those people because historically they have not gotten good jobs. Even when they book a movie, they never get to be the hero. They always gotta play like a troll or a fairy running out from under a bridge, biting on somebody's ankle. <laughs> For midgets. I still call them midgets too. I don't know, you're supposed to call them little people now. I think that sounds worse, don't you? It's like you're a little person. Yes, you are. Does the little person want to come up on the big stage? I like midget. But what's wrong with midget? That's a good word. It's a tough word. A fucking midget. Yeah. Midget. That's political correctness out of control. There was no reason to change midget. Midget wasn't a racial slur, right? Midgets weren't dragged here from another country, forced to do cartwheels in a circus. It's just a word. That's a table, that's a chair, and you're a midget. There's no hatred there. No, they're fucking, they're irritating. I'm really sick of midgets. No, they think, see, I don't know who the fuck is leading the midgets, okay? But the dude, he's not doing a good job. See, they're changing their names because they're trying to get us to stop laughing at them. And they think of they, you know, it's like, dude, you got to get a real fucking job. Midgets don't want to work. They're always on trampolines. Always jumping out of cars. 50 of their friends running around, always playing circus. Get a real fucking job. Get off of the, get off of the trampoline, get into a cubicle, get some sort of customer service shit, then yeah. Get a suit. Run around like a fucking clown all the time. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to be mad about. I'm really getting sick of these fucking midgets. So I was watching uh, George Bush today give some sort of speech, or try to, I should say. You guys like George Bush? No. Uh, you know what? You know what I like about George Bush? He makes me feel like I could be president too. You know? He's like the first guy from like my reading level. You know what I mean? First guy from my math class to actually make it. You know? He's the worst. You know what I love about that guy? He can't say the word terror. He uses the word every speech. He can't say terror. He goes, tear. He goes, America will not stand for tear. Anybody who supports tear, if you're terrorist, we're going to get you. What kind of president goes, we're going to get you? He's like some redneck they dragged out of a bar suit. Dude, if you go, we're gonna get you. You should be just standing on stage with like a couple of bloodhounds going, go get them, Blue! Smell the shirt! Get the scent! Go get them! Damn, 
to war, man, that's the one time when you really have to like appreciate rednecks, though. You know that? You know why? Because rednecks are like the one group of people that actually like want to go to war. No, they do. They're up for it. That's like their Super Bowl. You know, they're like making dip and shit. You know what I mean? They really want to go. Everybody else tries to get out of it. Like rich people never go to war. You know, you ask a college kid if he wants to go to war, he's just like, um, I'm taking this sociology class. I think war is like really stupid. My roommate's like half Afghani, so that's gonna cause some static. <laughs> you ask a redneck if he wants to go to war, he's just like, hell fucking yeah! I'm ready right now! You just point the direction, buddy, I'm ready to do this shit! enemy, all right? And rednecks are like America's pit bulls. They should just sedate those people, drop them off in Afghanistan, just let them run wild. Just be like, dude, just go do everything you ever dreamed of doing. Just go fucking crazy. Have one of your friends play the banjo. It'll scare the shit out of them. No, that's what I would do. Draft psychos. Don't draft decent people. Don't draft some dude who works at Staples. Fuck that, we need him. Keep him, go into the swamps of this country, get people rabies, get perverts, get people like to jerk off in public, you know? Just get like the cancer of this society, get like homeless people who like to talk to buildings, like Just send all that shit over there. Bunch of freaks running around. their cell phones. Yeah, I just got a cheeseburger. <laughs> no, that just makes sense to me. Rednecks are psychopaths. You wouldn't want to draft a guy like me. I'm a comedian. I'm useless. I am. I'm lazy. I'm a coward. I don't like confrontations. You draft a redneck. Not only is that dude a psycho, he'll actually save you money. Those guys show up to the army, you're like, here's your M16. They're like, I already got one. <laughs> I got some shit in the trunk you ain't ever seen before, buddy. I went on eBay, got me some of that surface-to-air shit. Took it out hunting, got me a moose and a duck at the same fucking time. I didn't even see the duck. Duck was over her. I'm aiming at the moose. Duck's over her. That's my peripheral. Over her. And the shot went up the moose's ass. And the shrapnel from his antler hit the duck. Duck came down. It's the best goddamn duck ever, right? <laughs> no, they're hilarious. Funny people, but you gotta give it up to them because they're patriotic. They're patriotic people. Those sons of bitches. You'll never catch a red redneck at like an anti-war protest going, hell no, we won't go. They're just like, wait, I get to kill people? when I go down south. I never do this material. <laughs>
No, I'm actually, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of those people. <laughs> no, I, I really am. Not like, you know, all Southern, a lot of people, that's those, those backwoods dudes, they're just scary. I always try to like make conversation with them when I do shows and you know, it's always, they got like anger. They're crazy, like they love their trucks, so you know, they got like, they're kind of like, they're like angry and proud. So I'm trying to make conversation because I'm nervous, like, hey, yeah, it's a nice truck, what kind of truck is it? It's a fucking American truck! <laughs> saying that fucked up shit. South's gonna rise again. <laughs> and do what? Secede from the union? <laughs> Fucking morons. <laughs> shit was 200 years ago. 150 years ago. You know, you lost. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, so I live in New York. Man. I'm not from there. But, uh, no, I'm not. I'm from, actually from Massachusetts. It just sounds better if you say you live in New York. Yeah, I'm from New York. No. I hate taking the subways, man. I gotta get a car. I can't handle that shit. You know why I hate taking the subways? I have a very, like, howdy-doody, kind of mug-me kind of face. You know what I mean? People always fuck with me when I'm on the train. I hate the train. I'm always scared when I'm on the train. There's always somebody yelling, Motherfucker! standing on the platform late at night and you hear the crazy dude coming? You're like, oh shit, come on train, come on train, come on, please. Shit starts getting closer, goddamn, kill some motherfucker. Like, oh shit, please, express train, please. You ever do the shit where the guy's coming and you hide on the other side of the pole? And you just go all the way around and say, come by, crazy people. They do that when you go to jail. They put the murderers over there. If you're just some dude who, you know, did some lighter shit, you don't fucking throw everybody together. It's crazy. I was on the I was on downtown 6 in New York one time. It's a true story. I'm sitting there. I'm staring at the floor, not doing the sign thing, staring at the floor. There's like 20 other people in the middle of the train. All of a sudden, I hear this lady's voice at the back of the train. I swear to God, she's sitting there. She's going, she's going, ow. I swear to God, she's like, ow! You're hurting me! Let go of my neck! And you know, it's like you don't want to look when some shit like that's happening. You know what I mean? Just kind of sitting there going, fucking settle that. Make it go away. Don't want to see the rest of that shit. But it just keeps going. She's going, it's in, ow! I swear to God, man, this dude has got his girl, like, right by the back of the neck. He's going, you shut the fuck up. You shut up. She's like, shut up. So I don't know what the hell to do. Because it's like, I really want to help her out, but I don't really know how to fight. So what am I going to do? I'm going to walk down the end of the train. Five seconds later, I'm going to be going, ah!
So I didn't do shit. I didn't, I just sat there. I was like, fuck her, she picked him. It's not my problem. Maybe she's into that type of stuff. I don't want to know. <laughs> you know what I love about that joke? That joke only works in cities that have subways. People who ride subways love that joke. I tell that joke in the middle of nowhere, people just stare at me like I'm an asshole. They're just like, oh my God, that's terrible. That was a disturbing. She didn't try to intervene. But why didn't she just separate the parties? That's some shit you do when you first come to the city, like, oh my God, there's a problem. I think I'll help out. Stab, stab, stab. shit to you guys, you're just like, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. It was already a tragedy. No sense making it a massacre. Somebody had to be around to describe the assailant. It might as well have been you. Every time, every time I get on the train now, I just, I just feel like I'm just, I'm just pressing my luck. I was on the train about three weeks ago. True story. Listen to this shit. This black guy goes to get on the train, right? And the door's like closed on him. You know when that shit happens? Just kind of like, they're like open and shut, like, like almost like he's trying to dice you up. Like, there's like 20 people watching and nobody fucking helps. They're just like, wow, I think it's gonna cut his arm off. So the dude is stuck in the doors. The conductor comes out and starts giving him shit. As he's stuck at the door, he's going, come on, buddy, let's go. Like, what the fuck are you yelling at me for? He's like, I'm stuck in the doors. Then he makes it racial. He's like, what, no fucking white people ever got stuck in these doors? He goes, I bet you wouldn't say shit to these cracker ass motherfuckers over here. It was like me and three other white dudes sitting there. And he gets into it with this guy. He keeps coming back to that point. Like, I bet you wouldn't say shit to these cracker ass motherfuckers over here. And after like the third or fourth cracker ass motherfucker, we kind of start like looking at each other like, dude, should we not be getting offended at this point? This is getting ridiculous. I can literally feel the heat from his fingers. He's going, crack ass, motherfucker. Somebody should do something. But you know what? Nobody did shit. We just sat there and took it. That's what sucks about being white in that situation. There's no unity. There's no brothers when it comes to white people. White people, we are individuals. We are the worst. We're just like, hey, I don't know him, fuck him. That's his problem, I do not give a shit. Long as I get where I'm going, this right here isn't happening. This here is happening from here over. I'm, I'm from here to here, and here, here. I'm in this, I'm in this right here, and that, that's over, that's over there. This shit's unbelievable. So we didn't get to the point. I think one black guy could walk up to four white dudes, start beating the crap out of one of them. The other three white dudes, we're not gonna do shit. We'll be like, oh, hey, must have said something. I don't wanna get involved. Movie starts in five minutes. Hey, whatever, fuck them. That shit doesn't work both ways. I get into a fight with a black guy. Even if he's winning the fight, half the neighborhood still shows up and helps out. You ever fight a black guy? It's unbelievable. You start with him, and then it's his crew and people running out of buildings. It's like Braveheart. There's like waves of black people coming over the hill. It's this big community effort. Shit, Shit is unbelievable. I mean, people, I got called a cracker for fucking 18 stops. There's like 30 other white people on the train. They didn't even look up from their newspapers. 
benefit of the doubt, like, well, he probably grew up in a rough neighborhood. He's having a bad day. And even though he's calling us crackers, it's not us per se. It's more society as a whole that he has difficulty with. And we need to understand that. <laughs> Shit was unbelievable. Motherfucking crackers. Cracker ass, motherfuckers. <laughs> fucking finger right in my face. Cracker ass, motherfucker. Shit was ridiculous. When someone gets racial with you and you're white, because you're not allowed to get racial back. It's against the rules. You can't do the shit, so it's like awkward. It's like the other dude's going, I fucking cracker! You fucking white boy! You're like, you fucking jerk. <laughs> no, you can't do it, because the second you get racial when you're white, then all of a sudden they wheel out that podium and they have like the press conference. You know what I mean? You gotta be standing on, I uh, disgrace the company. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to all the members of my family. <laughs> I'd just like to state for the record, there was no air conditioning on the subway. I wasn't thinking clearly. I took some cold medications. I'd just like to apologize. I, I, I have nothing against Mexicans. I went to Tijuana. I had a great time. Please, I need this job. Please don't do this. There's a white dude up there just, he fucked up. He's just up there begging for his job. <laughs> Please, come on, I got a mortgage. That's why white dudes, we get uptight sometimes, man. We get nervous in those situations because with political correctness, you're not even trying to say some shit. That podium can come out of nowhere. You're not even treated like, yeah, I think I'm getting a shirt. Uh, what shirt? Uh, the black shirt. What the fuck did you say? I said black shirt. I should have said African-American shirt. I apologize. I meant no offense to anybody. Please. Please, I'm already two months behind on my rent. Please don't do this. Please. Oh, shit, they got me. You ever seen that? Like the dude's always like, the white dude behind the podium always thinks he's gonna get his job back too. That's what kills me. The shit is over. If you're white and the second you get behind that podium, the shit is over. Whether you did it or not, white people have done so much evil shit, somebody's gotta go down. Once every six months, the machine gotta eat one white dude. Spit him out. Whether he did the shit or not. So it's just like, dude, stop crying. Just pack your shit up. Disassemble your cubicle, cause you're going home. Grow a mustache, come back in six months. Maybe we can work it through. <laughs> we can work it back through. Have you ever seen that shit though? Do you ever feel uh, the tension? When somebody white, like I'll tell you what's, what's always awkward. Did you guys watch uh, Venus and Serena play each other in the US Open? Yeah. A couple months back. You know what's funny about that shit? Anytime like uh, black people do some new shit, white people always gotta talk about it. And no matter how hard they try to like compliment, it always comes off as fucked up. <laughs> it always kinda like, oh, I don't know, I don't know about that. What the fuck did he mean? Like, you know what I realized watching that shit? It's really difficult for somebody white to say somebody black is intelligent without it coming off like, well, why, why did he, he didn't say Andre Agassi was intelligent. Why all of a sudden he's just saying this shit? Like, I was sitting there watching, I swear to God, Dick Enberg says this shit, he's watching it, great game, all he's got to do is just shut the fuck up, say the score, get in, get out, you still got your job, everything's cool. Then all of a sudden, in the middle of it, all of a sudden he just goes, for no reason, he just goes, yeah, Venus and Serena, they're uh, two very, uh, very bright, um, bright young ladies, and you can literally feel the other two white dudes in the booth just being like, all right, buddy, you're on your own, fucking whatever, I don't know where you're going with this shit, but I want no part of that, they're like dusting off the podium, Dick Enberg's like, oh shit, somebody go to commercial, why did I start this? And he's sitting there going, y'all, you could sit down with them and have a conversation about a wide variety of topics, please, please go to commercial. 
I'll just wait for the guy to be like, you could be doing a crossword puzzle, and maybe Serena could help with number eight. It's just like, what are you talking about, dude? Just say the fucking score. I got you, you wouldn't believe this week. I'm actually psyched to be down there. I had such a fucking stressful week. My grandmother was, uh, was what are you guys chatting about? Oh, okay, what are you talking about? Oh, Jesus Christ, these fucking guys. Talking about me? What are you talking about? Oh, Jesus. You saved him. He had nothing. Why do you guys have uh, matching his and her earrings? That's kind of bizarre. Do you have, like, the same fucking thing? Or can, like, link those things together later? I don't need fucking. I need some 43 year old guy in a checkered shirt to come jumping up on the stage. It's like the fucking worst. It's like, what do you, what do, you do? What do I do with that one, right? He's <laughs> gonna jump up here, throw out his back, and then fucking sue me. He, he provoked it, Your Honor. I was, I was all I was all tensed up, and I felt I had to defend my honor. <laughs> Yeah, one of those fucking lawsuits about nothing. Yeah, so I'm at, you know what, this is the shit I was dealing with before I came down to talk about stress. I had my grandmother staying with me, 95 years old, coming in. Yeah, 95, still going. You get that old man, you stop becoming like a kid again. Can't do shit. She was driving me nuts all fucking week. I'd be sitting there in silence and I just knew that voice was coming from the other room. Uh, yeah, Grandma, you just gotta turn the faucet on. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ten minutes later. Uh, what? How does this toaster work? You just gotta press it down, Grandma. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tension is building. Say, uh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> on, off! Everything's got on and off. You want it to work, you flip it on. So, she got real tense though towards the end of the week because she wanted, she wanted to meet my girlfriend, right? My girlfriend's black, grandmother's white, obviously. <laughs> I didn't realize, my grandmother, she's like, she's old school white. I, didn't, I, I kind of forgot she was like born in 1907, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, hey, it's New York, hey, no big deal. She, hey, she'll be here. <laughs> Shit, I showed her the picture. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna meet her. That's a picture. Isn't she cute? And she just goes like. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's the matter? And she just, she didn't say nothing. I swear to God. And then like two hours later, she's sitting on the couch. It was like bugging her. And she's just like, you know, I'll tell you, I could, I could never live with you because your views on the world are just, you know, I don't know. She's like beating around the bush. I'm like. Cause she's a Republican. I'm like, what? You, you know, I don't like George Bush. Is that it? She's like, you know. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, my girl? She's like, yeah, that's what I, you know, know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, what's the problem? It's 2002. There's no problem with that shit. She's not. She's like, oh, yeah, that's not right. 
I go, what's wrong with it? Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna have all kinds of problems. I'm like, what kind of problem am I gonna have? Oh, you'll see. It's like saying all this ominous shit. I'm like, what do you mean I'll see? You're gonna have problems. I go, the only problem I'm gonna have is people like you being a pain in the ass. What other problem would I have? Yeah, you'll see. She couldn't come up with any shit. So then she went down to meet her and she was fucking rude. Fucking rude, it kill me. Fucking kill me. My girl, she went to college. My grandma's never even been to college. She grew up on a fucking farm. You know what I'm saying? And she's looking at me. I couldn't believe, I couldn't fucking believe it. I couldn't believe this shit. I look at my grandmother totally different now. She used to be this cute old lady. Fucking <laughs> sitting there making like cookies. Hey, you want some chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> now I just, I just don't see that. Hey, you want some oatmeal? Now I just see her going, niggers. <laughs> Stay away from the Jews. <laughs> She's not, she don't like anybody. You know, she really, I already knew, she, she, she hates Japanese people. She can't stand them. Cause she, she lived through Pearl Harbor. She doesn't trust them. She really has issues with Japanese people. Now, I mean, shit was 50 years ago, she can't stand them. She's always glaring at them and shit. I'm like, Grandma, what's wrong? What's wrong? She, oh, they're always taking pictures. <laughs> Like they're these bunch of spies. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. That really freaked me out. I guess, I don't know. I guess that's the way it's going to be. So, yeah, she'll be dead soon. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I don't mean that like I wanted to die. I'm just saying, like, I ain't going to change it. You're 95. You're thinking that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's the late show. I'm opening up to you, okay? So, anyways, you know what I'm going What's that? What? Is that, that dude isn't driving. I said, oh, oh, but this is bullshit. It's like, what is bullshit? understand you doing a character he thinks that I'm saying that shit was my grandmother saying that shit is that what it's Jesus Christ uh-huh let me change the subject it's my fucking act I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about like I'm a fucking jukebox or something up here hey because I was about ready to change the subject. Now I feel like I can't. <laughs> you think, ah, gee, I <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, it's all smelling that urine all day. It makes people angry down here. His face is just so... <laughs> Rocky wouldn't say any shit like that, man. <laughs> 
Testing, testing. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me? I can be heard, right? Can I be heard? Yeah? Yeah? All right. Just testing the microphone. We're going to start up in about 15 minutes. You guys get ready. Get your jokes ready. Check your notes and all of that good stuff because we're going to start it up in about 15 minutes. So I need you guys to be ready, all right? woman comes at you. That's a fucked up situation. When a woman comes out fucking slang. Why is it? Why isn't it fucked up? Huh? What? What happened? It was all peace and love and harmony. Huh? Oh, the knock her out? That shit never works though. It doesn't work. It's, I'm telling you, that situation, it's like fucking kryptonite. Huh? It's a comedy show, right? Yeah. So going around here was a comedy show, and all of a sudden, the crowd is heckling itself at this point. The fucking... Yo, you tell Table 22 that Table 26 says shut the fuck up! I don't know what's going on. I didn't want it to be like this. late show. It's always a late show. People get a little fucking... Get fucking crazy. Anywho, so I'm watching the Oprah Winfrey show. I like watching that show because uh, I like watching a guest because your guests are idiots. You know what kills me about that show? Every night Oprah is examining marriages and she's never been married. And no one ever brings that shit up. They just listen to her. No one ever goes, wait a second, Oprah. You've never been married, so you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And what kills me is the guy is always wrong. Every time they examine her, mathematically, that doesn't work out. At least once, the dude has to be right. You know what I mean? Never. The woman is always like totally innocent, like, I was just trying to make him some chocolate chip cookies, and he didn't think there was enough chocolate chips in the cookies, so he started beating me with the cookie pan. It was horrible. Then the guy's like always the biggest moron ever. What the fuck? What the fuck? Look, I'm not saying guys aren't jerks. I'm a good example of it, but women can be jerks too. Like, you know a group of women I always wanted them to expose were those 24, 25-year-old gorgeous women who hook up and marry like an 80-year-old rich guy? You ever seen that, the billionaire, like fucking old dude walking around with this young hottie? Now, if the girl just came out and just said, look, all right, you know what, he's fucking rich, he's gonna die, whatever, and I'm gonna fucking make some money, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but they always gotta bullshit be like, no, I love him for who he is. <laughs> this 60 million, there's just something about the way he drools in his bathrobe as he pushes the checkers along. It's just, you know, it's a great feeling. It's like, lady, you're humping him for his money. 
See, that's something you never catch a dude doing, okay? If some 80-year-old billionaire old lady came walking down the street, started hitting on me, like grabbing my ass, like, hey there, sonny. Hey, you're pretty firm. Are you in the Navy or something? I'd just be like, lady, get away from me. Right, you're old, you're gross. I'm sure you were the shit back in the 20s when you were doing the Charleston, making beer in your bathtub. But you were at least four decades beyond fuckable. Sit down and knit something. How do you have sex with somebody 50 years older than you? The only way you can do it, you know what you gotta do? You gotta put the will on the headboard. So at any point when you start losing like your nerve, you can just read some of the shit you're gonna be getting like, oh my God, this is disgusting. I can't believe I'm doing this. Ooh, a house in Miami. Okay, I can hang in there for a little bit longer. No, for some reason you can't, you can't ever like bring up shit that women do because they always brand you as like a woman hater. But they just go off on guys. They always have like moron guys. They don't listen. They don't fucking do this. They don't do that. You know, you can never have a show about, you know, like what about women who like kind of fake a pregnancy and then say they need 500 bucks for an abortion and then, then you find out later you paid their phone bill and their rent. Anybody? Anybody done that? Anybody been there? Never do a show on, oh, it's hurtful, blah, blah, blah. Women, women never do stuff. There's no women who would do that. <laughs> No, there's like certain shit, like, I, like I, uh, beautiful women. I'm always suspicious of them. I don't trust beautiful women. You know why? Because I've noticed beautiful women are only around when you have shit. Oh. oh, what the fuck do you know? You're a woman, you wouldn't know, I'm a guy. I know, I'm telling you. When you're fucking broke, I swear you can't find a beautiful woman. There's trolls and midgets running around. Second you get some shit going on, women, beautiful women come out of nowhere like, oh my God, you have some stuff. Can you buy me some stuff? I want some stuff too. Buy me some stuff. I've always loved you. Then the second you go broke, oh my God, I left something over here next to this guy who has the stuff now. I'm not saying all women are like that, but there's women like that. I, those women, they stand at the finish line of a guy's life. They're not there in the beginning when you got the futon and you're trying to get your business going, you know what I'm saying? Because that dude could lose. He could go out of business. They don't want to lose it. They want a winner. So they stand, they don't give a fuck which winner. They just stand at the finish line. Every dude running by, they're like, I'll suck your dick, I'll suck your dick, I'll suck your dick, I'll suck your dick, I'll suck your dick. Now this is where guys fuck up. Because we should stay with the girl who was there for the futon. Because she loves you when you're a loser. But we don't do that. We fuck up because the dick's like, hey, fucking go over this one over here. Six months later, you're doing a behind the music. Yeah, I used to own that house. Now that damn bitch took it from me. <laughs> no, you know what I'm gonna do? Fuck all this comedy shit. You know, I'm gonna make my million. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with some sort of piece of shit that I can sell late at night for like 1995. Because people will, people will buy anything. Like those George Foreman grills. He sold a zillion of those. George Foreman is a boxer. What the fuck does he know about cooking? <laughs> Nothing. He's always talking about all oh, the grease and the saturated fat. It's like, George, you're fat. <laughs> you ain't, you're not using it. You know what I mean? And people are like, no, no, it's George Foreman. He lost to Muhammad Ali and now he's selling grills. Well, I'll take one. That makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you the best scam I ever saw in my life. You ever see the one with the dude selling the quarters? You ever seen that shit? This dude is selling quarters. How the fuck do you sell a quarter? It's a quarter. But the dude hypes it all up. You know, these, these, are, these are limited edition minted quarters. 
We give you a book. You can stick him in the book. Then he starts like yelling to me. This is unbelievable. You get a book. We're going to put a quarter in. We're going to add another. We're going to add another quarter. This is unbelievable. That's two quarters and a book. That's a 50 cent value for only $19.95. People, we only have seven left. Now he's got like the number in the corner. That bogus number is just like going down. Just to scare all the rednecks, like, holy shit, they only got seven left. Let me get the card, I'm gonna dial the number, hurry! <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write a relationship book. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not, and I, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cater it to women because I don't think guys, guys don't buy relationship books, you know, if we don't give a shit, whatever, fuck it. So this is what you gotta do. I'm just gonna kiss women's ass. It's gonna be called Women Are Absolutely Right. In chapter one, women are the shit. Chapter two, guys are idiots. They just listen to women. Just the whole 150 pages just kissing women's ass. And then in the back picture, I'll uh, be like a picture of me with like a sweater, like the gayest look ever. So I look like I'm the untouched like, feminine side. And then I'll, you know, enough women will buy that shit and take it home to their boyfriend. You see? You see? This is what I was talking about. You see? Then all the millions I make from that, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna island, I'm gonna get some hookers. I'm just gonna start, you know, get them all tested. I'm gonna start fucking the hookers, just having a great time, get some pizzas, just having, then I'll take a picture myself humping the hookers and that's gonna be the cover of next year's book it's gonna be called ah you stupid bitches and then all the guys are gonna buy it they're gonna take it home to their girlfriend you see see you got you you're just mad because you got you that's all you know what that shit could actually work you'd have to you couldn't make it as obvious but you know you could actually <laughs> yeah Hookers, let's talk about hookers, shall we? It's late enough. I never understood the whole, uh, like there's like a big thing, like if you, if you get a uh, prostitute, guys always give you shit, you know? Like, dude, you had to pay for it? <laughs> like there's some big shame thing, you had to fucking pay for it, dude? You paid for it? It's like, dude, I paid for this shirt. What the fuck would you rather have, a shirt or a blowjob? <laughs> no, cause you'll regret a shirt. You will, you'll come home, you'll see you got 80 shirts in the closet, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I got enough shirts. You never regret a blowjob. You're calling your friends. Dude, you wouldn't believe it, just fucking sucked. My dick is fucking great. <laughs> no, the only thing that stops me are diseases. If it wasn't for diseases, I'd be ordering hookers like fucking Domino's. <laughs> Why not? My girl, oh my girl, we had a big fight like, uh, like four months ago. She went out to a strip club, right? Which, uh, you know, I don't mind. You know, she's dating me. I understand. You got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> you, need, you need to close your eyes and give yourself some sort of brand fantasy. I understand that shit. I know my limitations. So she came home, right? She was a little bit drunk. And she told me, she told me she touched one of the stripper's dicks, right? She kind of put that in like the sandwich in the middle of some, hey, how was your day? Oh, by the way, I touched dick. And then some shit over here, right? So I was like, whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back, back, back up a few sentences. What do you mean you touched a stripper's dick? She's like, what? How did you touch it? Would you like graze against it with your shoulder? How did you, would you poke at it? Like, eh, what the fuck is that? How did you do it? Did you poke it? She's like, no, I kinda, I kinda, I kinda went like that. She's like, what the fuck? You didn't touch it, you stroked it. So now we got in this huge fight about what a stroke was. She's like, no, a stroke is down and then back up again. I'm like, yeah, but that's a stripper's dick. That's twice as big as mine. So once down is equal to down and then back up again on me. 
So I had her. Once in my life, I'm in an argument with a woman. I'm 100% in the right, and I still lost the fight. You know why? Because she cried. I had her on the ropes. All of a sudden, she started crying. Next thing you know, I feel like a bully. And now, next thing you know, I'm apologizing because she touched a dick. <laughs> Fucking genius. And the thing was, I wasn't sorry. I just wanted her to stop crying because I felt like an asshole. I'll tell you what kills me too is I've been totally faithful with this girl and there's a girl around the corner I know wants to hook up with me and I've stayed away, stayed away and the second she said that shit, I don't know what happened. I didn't think it up here, it came up here. Joe, right, you should fuck that girl next door. I'm like, nah, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, 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 come on, come on. Yeah, I gotta watch out for my dick. My dick is a dreamer. He's a visionary. He always believes like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. Come on, nobody will know, do it. I didn't, though. I'm sure you did. Huh? You know what? I didn't. I probably should have, but I didn't. Huh? What's that? I kind of messed it up on the mic stand. Why? Oh, is that supposed to be like some jerk-off joke? Oh, you're just like the most concerned person ever. That guy is rubbing it. Excuse me. What's wrong with your hands, sir? I hope everything is okay. If there's anything, can I get you something? <laughs> there's a pharmacy only a block away. I got a computer, man. That's like the biggest thing in my life now. I'm trying to get good at that shit. I came up, we just had like typewriters and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like an idiot now. Eight years ago, I was a All right, guys. We're going to start in a second here. Clap it up, everybody. Come on now. Open mic time. Yeah, I'll be your host, Mr. Mike Bonds. That's my name. That's it, Mike Bonds. So if anybody needs an autograph or anything afterwards, let me know. You know. Yeah, I know, Jonah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, you guys. You guys join the sun and shit like that, man, everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's skinny people's time right now. This this is not fat people's time of the year, man. Skinny people, you guys enjoying the fucking sun right now, man. You know? Makes me remind myself why I need to go back to the fucking gym. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to look like you with some shit like that, man. You know what I mean? You guys enjoying this fucking summertime sun that we getting in Frisco, man? It's the shit right here. It really is, man. It's the shit. Don't you guys love this shit, you know? Makes you feel like somewhere else, you know? Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, it's Indian summer. It's Indian summer. I'm like, why do we have to use ethics and shit behind this summer? You know what I mean? Why can't we just call it a summer? Can we just omit the Indian out the motherfucker? You know? Straight up, man. Fuck, man. Just lost a few pounds. Clap that shit up, man. Yeah, man. Lost about two pounds of weed. So if anybody has seen my shit, man, it's got Mike Bonds written on it. It's on a bag. So looking for that shit. No, I really did. I just lost a little bit of weight, you guys. It's on some real shit, man. My doctor told me the other day, he's like, what, what have you been doing differently? I was like, I've been broke. Let me see. <laughs> you know, no, no, I've been eating different. You know what I mean? Me and my wife have been doing the vegetarian thing. You know, are vegetarians in the house? No. Clap it up. Yeah, yeah, vegetarian Jonah. Yeah, you go. Oh, no, okay. Well, I'm just saying, man, vegetarians take the best shits, man. If you ever need to take a good shit, just go vegetarian for like a day or two, man. You'll you'll thank me later, man, because I swear I took some real good shits as a vegetarian. I'm just sitting on the You know, I'm calling my wife like, babe, come in here, check this shit out, man. This is real. The struggle is no more with meat, you know what I'm saying? I try, you know, can't fuck with meat. I try not to eat meat for like a day or two, you know what I mean? I was walking by KFC. He's like, what the fuck did you just say to me, chicken? <laughs> you want me to do what to you? <laughs> For real, man. 
it's hard too. I would go shopping and shit too for my vegetarian food. I'd go shopping. I get to the register, lady be like, Who are you buying this shit for? I'm like, I'm buying it for me, lady. She's like, No, you're not. She's like, I'm like, I am. She's like, Okay. Well, Twinkies on all four. Vegetarian, no meat in it. Straight up. <laughs> for real, man. Hey, everybody from San Francisco up in here? No, not everybody's not from San Francisco, but we all live around this motherfucker, right? You know? It's crazy because every time you travel outside of San Francisco, you know, the first thing, what's the first thing people always ask you when you travel outside of San Francisco? What's the first thing, bro? He don't even know. Yeah, I'm in San Francisco right now. Fuck, dude. I thought I was in Oakland, bro. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I know. This this must be the stoner hour right here. Everybody in here in this motherfucking 6 o'clock stoned and shit, man. For real. Well, that's one thing that everybody asks you about is the weed out here. Like, how's the weed out here? How's the weed? I'm like, man, it's gotten strong as a motherfucker, but it's gotten expensive as fuck, right? <laughs> Underground dealers are becoming the shit these days, right? Straight up, man. You know, I mean, going to dispensaries are cool, you know, but my underground dealer, he's become my friend again. You know, he's like, hey, man, I got you. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, more deals. You know, straight up, man. My grandmother just passed away. Clap it up. She was 96. Clap that shit. Oh, really? You going to clap that shit? Bro, that's fucked up, blood. See, that's fucked up. You really going to clap that shit? Nah, she was 96, bro. She she lived a good life, though, bro. My granny lived a good life. You know what I'm saying? You know, at 94, I, w- I, w- I, w- I asked her. I said, granny, you know what I'm saying? I said, you're 94 years old. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You can smoke crack right now. You can do meth. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You can take shrooms. You can do whatever, you know. I will fuck with her, you know. And one time she was like, baby, can you put some of them edibles in a sweet potato pie? I was like, for real, Grandma? She's like, I'm dead serious. I'm like, okay. You know, we tried that shit and, you know, gave her little edibles inside of a fucking uh, sweet potato pie and shit, man. She started talking about the good old days and shit. I was like, whoa, Grandma, this shit is deep right here, you know. It's fucked up, though, but it's life. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to not do it. All right. Anyway, anybody got any kids, man? No kids in the house? Everybody kidless in this? I guess everybody too broke to have kids, huh? Right? Is that what the thing is? Kids are too fucking expensive, right? Man, I got a kid, man. And I realized the other day my kid's got a big-ass head. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know? I realized I had a big-ass head the other day when I looked at my son. You know what I mean? Straight up, man. I looked at him. I was like, damn, he got a big-ass head. And I looked at his mom. I looked at him again. I was like, well, shit, he don't get it from her. He must get it from me. Shit. Big heads in the fucking house, man. I do shit with my wife. I'm married and shit. I'm living a married life. You know what I'm saying? We do shit together. You know, the other day we went and got fucking pedicures together, you know. I'd never gotten a pedicure in my life, dude. And I was like, oh, shit, this shit is real. I put my feet in a little bucket and shit. My wife put hers in. I said, it's about to get real, huh? She said, yep. The lady started getting between my toes and shit. I was like, oh, babe, I'm about to come up in this motherfucker. She has found the golden gift. Knows how to rub feet. So if you guys ever go get a pedicure, let me know. Hey, guys, I'm going to bring up your first comment. Clap it up really loud for her. She's very funny. Very good friend of mine, guys. <laughs> 